Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Yeah, we're in a great mood today. Bring it up, Jay. coaching hire Brian Callahan in just a moment. But uh, just like we played a video game song there, um, I found myself yesterday, um, spent some time with my wife's cousins, like little cousins. Uh, like, uh, like I think they're 13, like 10, and like six, like three boys, like great kids. And the eldest is a, is a big video gamer. And the middle one is too, but he plays like one player games. And the, the eldest plays like 2K and like Madden, et cetera. And it's like, do you want to play Madden? I'm like, yeah, like would love to play it. Uh, I haven't played Madden in long ass time. Been like a year since I played Madden. But when I played, I was like exceptional at it. Like I was really good. I played like when Brinson comes on the show. We get. I played him online before. Smoked him like like seventy to three a couple times. So like I used to be really good. And like I still run the same offensive playbook. It's in the same. It's in Madden every year. The run and gun. I know the plays. I can like run, roll out of bed and run my offense. And I thought Ken, it was going to be okay. Like I'm going to smash this kid. Like this stupid thirteen year old. He's not stupid. He's a good kid. But you get what I'm saying I'm, I'm gonna roll over him he kicked my ass like absolutely destroyed me in this game and I think right now at the age of 40 I'm officially washed when it comes to video games I don't yeah. think I can no longer play like kids anymore and win in games I used to be able to no more kind of like a sad moment in my life I think I need to go like buy like a red sports car or something now right <laughs> There's like that Mazda commercial where it's like, now in the garage, something new. Be like, yeah, because you're old and, and life has passed you by. So you buy this $22,000 convertible. Yeah, it's great. The That's sun awesome. is the same in a relative uh, so... way, but you're older. Shorter of breath and one day closer to death. Let me get that yeah. sports car. That's tough. I, I've thought about this before. Uh, I, I have detailed on the show that I was never good at Madden. I was always terrible. Really bad. I compared the Eagles tackling against the Buccaneers to me trying to tackle people in Madden where you're like hitting the wrong button and falling down and all this stuff. But I used to be really good at FIFA and uh, like probably what was the year was I was the best at? Uh, 06 World Cup 
I was like top 10 in the world, something like that. And I think I've told a story one time on the show about no, like legitimately top 10 in the world, like legitimately top 10 in the world. Yeah, because it was on different consoles, but the consoles didn't overlap at that point. So if you had Xbox, you couldn't play people on PlayStation and vice versa. And I was like ninth. And I got, and you, it was random draw, like if you did the matchmaking. And I, I got put against the guy who was ranked number one, one time. And I still remember the day. And, uh, and like there used to be like a chat function where you could type commands and stuff. It was really stupid. Uh, he told me to select the worst team in the world. Like he goes like pick Malawi, which is like this African nation that had the lowest rating. He literally just goes pick Malawi. And I like had England was the team that I played as. They were not the worst or not the best team, but they were like the fifth best team. And he's like, and I was on England and he goes pick Malawi. And he like sends it again. And I just write back, no. <laughs> and uh well, why or sorry no i told this i told this story totally wrong i'm sorry so he picked Mal- he's the number one player he picked malawi and he writes i was gonna in the say chat, this yeah okay he writes in the chat be brazil that's what he writes in the chat and i go like i'm gonna be English. like what is this be brazil i go why is this guy picking malawi they're the worst team in the in the game and uh so i had to totally i had to totally flip out when i was 25 years ago and uh and so finally, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I'm England. He's like, all right, fine. So he's Malawi, who's the worst team in the world, and I'm England. And I actually had a one nil lead at halftime, and then I lost like six one. And it's the only time I ever drew against him. I played it for an entire summer, and then I started at ESPN in September, and like, still played FIFA, but was not like, did not have the free time available to perhaps be as good at it as a lot of the other people who were playing. I, I think I think that we need to finagle a way to play FIFA against each other. I was never like top sure. ten in the world, but I feel like I was pretty good at some points. I think it'd be interesting. I haven't played in a long ass time. Uh wh- who do you think would win, me versus you in FIFA, if we both both picked up the controllers like right now? Oh, right now, probably you would be my guess. I don't I I, I haven't played FIFA since seventeen was probably the last year that I played, seven years ago. <sighs> Wow, and the game has changed like insanely, like way, 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 way heavier reliance on the like the joystick for tricks and like to yeah, like get that. past people. Yeah, it's just like it's really it's just it's I put it this way. It's, I'm sure it's like how like old school football people feel about the modern NFL. Like I'm passing it around everywhere. What jerks? Like that's I just watch people like oh spin move, spin move, spin move. Like that's really neat. Like go practice that for eight hours. So yeah, that's tough. All right, you better, you better hear with Nick and Ken. Uh, our bets are coming up next segment, but for now, let's talk some coaching news in the NFL. And Ken, we'll start with the uh, the one head coaching hire that's been made in, in a cycle where everything's taking forever. And I don't even mean that as a negative. It's more content for us. Like, stretch the some bitch out to March for for all I care. We get to talk about it every single day. I love it. Uh, so one head coaching vacancy has been filled. Brian Callahan, former Bengals offensive coordinator, son of Bill Callahan, who coached the Raiders to the Super Bowl when they got blown out by the Bucks with my guy Rich Gannon, uh, and led Gannon to an MVP season that year. So Bill, who was the offense, who was the offensive line coach of the Cleveland Browns, by the way. So his son Brian is the new head coach of the Tennessee Titans, and he's based. Basically, Ken, like the opposite of Mike Vrabel, who was like really intense. Um, Callahan is more of like a laid back sort of dude, less intense than Vrabel and really credited, not just for Joe Burrow's success. I mean, Burrow's awesome. I think like I could be Joe Burrow's offensive coordinator and Burrow would be good. But really like his work with Jake Browning and how well Browning played, I think really elevated Callahan in the eyes of a lot of and a lot of decision makers to the point that. After the Titans hired him, and I was surprised to see this, and I didn't know this, that apparently like he was the top choice of the Carolina Panthers also, and that this was going to turn into a thing, and the Titans felt like they could not wait. 
So they, they hired Brian Callahan as the head coach. And just to tie a bow on what this means for Cincinnati, and just for people to remember this name, Dan Pitcher, like a pitcher in baseball, or like a pitcher of soda, whatever. Uh, he was Cincinnati's quarterback's coach. He had been getting interviews for offensive coordinator jobs. He becomes now the offensive coordinator for the Bengals. And the thought is, and look, I, I don't know Dan Pitcher from Adam, is that this guy's like one of like the next guys and should do like a really good job with the Cincinnati Bengals offense. Obviously, it helps when you have when you have Joe Burrow. Um, Ken, I'll ask you for your take in a second here. If you've got one on Tennessee, it is kind of like how we view their offseason. Like, Will Levis will be the guy next year. But I wanted to read this quote from Titans owner Amy Adams Strunk. And, Ken, I know that you did not watch the show, the show Succession. I still think you should because you'd really like it. It's great. But there's a character on the show named Kendall Roy who often speaks in, like, corporate platitudes and, like, just buzzwords and phrases and says, like, a lot of stuff without making any. It's like word salad, basically. Listen to this quote from Amy Adams Strunk. Ready? This is not my father's NFL. As our league continues to evolve in areas like analytics, sports science, and technology, football organizations have become more complex and multifaceted. I want our football operations to be at the forefront of the NFL as teams continue to find new competitive advantages. In this new role, Chad, who's like the guy overseeing, Chad like Blinker, I think his name, will blend his executive experience with his strengths in football and scouting to ensure our football operation continues to innovate and grow as new operations opportunities emerge what the hell does any of this mean does that make sense to anyone here's like the owner of the titans like ai wrote this line it seems like they're about the cover sports illustrated next week shout out to them so anyway just felt like reading because i thought that was funny um anything sure. for you on brian callahan going to the tennessee titans uh i don't really have a lot to offer here i think the afc south win totals will probably end up being fun next year because this year anytime you have like a, a really down year in, in a division or a perceived down year which is what this year was supposed to be for the AFC South, new coaches, rookie quarterbacks, and one team, Jacksonville, that everybody thought kind of stood head and shoulders above everybody else. Okay, well, what we saw this year was like a lot to get excited about from a lot of those teams. There's going to be a lot of excitement about Houston. There's going to be a lot of excitement about Indianapolis and Anthony Richardson coming back playing quarterback for them. And Jacksonville, you know, it's going to be kind of run it back and try not to embarrass yourselves this time with like a similar roster and a lot of pressure on the coach and the quarterback to do better. And then there's Tennessee. So it's like, all right, it's, you know, and, and maybe that's unfair to Tennessee. Like, why can't they be Indianapolis or Houston? And they have Levis and they have a rookie quarterback. Just like Indianapolis did it and Houston did it. So there's like the expectation is like, that's what it is now. And, you know, I, I think Tennessee, like almost assuredly will be picked to finish last in the division before the season starts and almost assuredly have the lowest win total in the division when the season starts, maybe like slightly below Indianapolis would probably how I would, how I would have it right now. But like all four will be rated much better. Well, Tennessee won't. The other three will be rated much better than they were last year. So AFC South will be kind of fun when we get back around. Like, I think a lot of the questions or a lot of the discussions we'll have on the show during the summer will be like, how much of what happened last year do you think like either is predictive or carries over to the season, both with Indianapolis and with Houston being good and with Jacksonville and how they fell apart down the stretch. And the other thing I will just say on Tennessee and we'll move on past the Titans, like the, the roster is not very good. Like, Le no. Levis might be the guy, and he might be really good. So, like, that, that'll carry them to some degree of respectability if the quarterback's going to be really good and, and that the head coach is good. 
This team needs a lot of help on defense, specifically in the back end. All year we talked about how this was a pass-funnel defense. they got to get some more talent on the secondary. Also, like Derrick Henry is not going to be back. Literally, after after the Week 18, like the win over Jacksonville, he addressed the crowd at the stadium and was like, Later, suckers. Been great to be here. So, I'm out. King out. So, so, he'll, so he's not going to be there. So we think Ty J. Spears is going to be the running back. I think Ty J. Spears is awesome. Also, he doesn't have an ACL. How's that going to hold up if he's like the guy first? He actually literally doesn't have ACLs. How's that going to hold up for a full season? And then at the receiving core, like there's there's not a lot here. It's like DeAndre Hopkins, who's another year older. Is Traylon Burks ever going to be that guy? Like there's not a lot of talent there. And the offensive line was terrible last year. So we can love Will Levis. You could be really bullish in Brian Callahan. And also I think acknowledge, right, like what Ken just told you about the division and also some like serious misgivings about the 53 man roster that has to be improved. Not saying like they can't get there eventually in time. I think it's probably really unlikely that this team is going to be like very good or maybe even like good next season with a new head coach. Cause we know Vrabel is obviously nails in these spots yeah. or even average to Ken's sure. point. I think he's right. You better, you bet here with Nick and Ken. Um, I will give you Ken dealer's choice. I'll give you a couple oh, NFL like stories here. Can Go for Fangio? it. That, that was one of them. Yeah. Uh, Okay, great. So I, uh, I, this is be like a really small appetizer to something we'll probably do either the you know next week because we'll have a lot of space, or after the season we'll do, we'll start doing a lot more. I was surprised how <laughs> sometimes like I'll do something and I'll think like oh man everyone's gonna pick this thing up because it's like so easy and like the college basketball stuff I do I've seen it now in like fifty places leading into this tournament which is cool like it's fun stuff like it's not I don't own the ability to analyze college basketball champion and tell you who's going to win, whatever. Um, the the DVOA predictive power in terms of the Super Bowl winner the next year, I thought was like such an easy like slam dunk for like other people to do content wise. I haven't really seen it anywhere. So pick up, pick up your game, people. Uh, but the the trend is like really remarkable and it applies to this season. So the historical trend is super easy. Um, every year since the 2003 Patriots or 2001 Patriots, whatever year they won and they cheated, um, every single Super Bowl winner was top seven in offense or defense in DVOA the year before they won the Super Bowl. So right now we know who was top seven, like this year. And if we're going to look at next year's Super Bowl champion, which we'll do a lot more later, then we actually have a small list of teams to pick from already in terms of like who's actually just going to win the Super Bowl next year. We kind of already know, like a really small group. And uh, we can actually spin this forward because we're going to get another one this year. All four representatives in conference championship weekend, San Francisco and Detroit, Baltimore and Kansas City, we're top seven in either offense or defense last year, not this year that just ended, but the year before in, uh, in offense or defense and DVOA, which is pretty interesting. Uh, top four is usually extremely predictive. Also, if Kansas City or San Francisco wins, it'll be 17 of the last 20 years. The Super Bowl winner was top four in offense or defense the year before they won the Super Bowl. Okay, why am I bringing this up in regard to Vic Fangio? Uh, maybe he can fix everything. He's awesome. There's a lot of talent still on the roster, and that's really great. And they kind of had like a Super Bowl loser kind of a curse at the end of the year. Just kept dropping games. Everything fell apart. Defensive coordinator Matt Patricia, all that stuff. Uh, they also didn't finish top seven in offense or defense because they were so bad. They didn't even come close in a couple of the categories. So when we talk about the teams that I'm going to be really interested in, I don't really bet Super Bowl champion like that far in advance, but just like your short list of teams that you would consider for Super Bowl champion, there are two really interesting things about that list that are topical. One, 
is that Philadelphia is nowhere near the contender list for next year. So they can hire Vic Fangio, they can hire Vince Lombardi, they can hire whoever. I, I don't care and I'm not interested. And maybe that's my mistake and I'll be proven wrong, but like, whatever, this works literally every year. Why would this year be different? They're not that special. Uh, and then the other thing that's really interesting is Kansas City's not really in the top of any of these lists either. So like kind of one of my theories, they're seventh in defense. That's how they would kind of make it onto the list for next year. And the offense wasn't as good. One of my theories is kind of like with Brady, I think they're going to win and it's going to be like the end of this run for them. And then Mahomes doesn't come back and win again for a long time. Wow. Like a decade? Well, Brady took a little bit. He got back to the game a bunch. Very interesting. All right. On the other side, we'll give you all our bets for tonight. And we'll hit another a couple more coaching headlines in the National Football League. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.